0: Hey, hi. uh, I am Richard Donner, but you can call me Dick. And you're listening to Superman Movie Minute. Is that right? Did I do it right? And welcome to another exciting episode of Superman 2 Movie Minute, the show that scrutinizes, analyzes, and you'll believe a man can fly as his 1980s Superman 2, five minutes at a time. Proud member of the Fire and Water Podcast Network. I'm one of your hosts, Rob Kelly, and joining me, as always, on this journey through time and space is... Chris Franklin. Hey, Chris, are you ready to watch the Phantom Zone villains blow a bunch of stuff up?
1: Yeah, let's
0: do it. <laughs> this is this is a lot. I mean, there's some other scenes that we'll get to, but but a lot of this is just the the, the kinetic uh, thrill of watching three bad guys just blow a bunch of shit up. I have to say, uh, <laughs> yes. we're talking about minutes uh, 65 through 70. Uh, it opens with the army arriving, not that they're going to do anything, and it's going to end with uh, Zod explaining the new world order, uh, at least as he sees it. So we have all these shots of the army coming in, and then we've got Nan, who immediately blows up uh, the, the tire of one of the Jeeps. Now, we see here he's already picked up the, the heat vision. In the previous minutes, he was struggling uh, mm-hmm. to use his heat vision. He couldn't burn the snake, and he could barely burn a hole in that kid's head that he tried to. But uh, but here, he's able to just do shoot a very focused beam right at the tire, and that causes a very nice stunt where the army guys are flying in all directions, and, you know, it's he's pretty good. And then, of course it leads to this very kind of contrived stunt where the army jeep happens to go up a ramp that just happens to be posed, like like attached to the side of this building which it which allows the jeep to smash through the building and come out the other side which is like, why would anyone have a ramp leading up to the side of their building like why is that there
1: well i think it, i think it's one of those like like uh, car transport trucks Oh, um, yeah. really? Oh, yep. okay. Yeah. All right. I, th- I think that's what it is, but it's still very conveniently parked there. Right. I mean,. <laughs> It, it doesn't look like a modern car transport truck, but it, it it's got that same kind of ramp, you know, type thing. And and okay, yeah, man. but it, it yeah, the stunt is great though. I mean, because the one guy flies out the window, and the and the, and then the the truck comes through the Copper Tan uh, uh, logo product placement for Copper Coppertone. Sorry, Tone. Right, right. and uh, we got Coppertone and Massey Ferguson uh, tractors. <laughs> uh, you know, so we're getting, it's it's like who at Superman Two called up, you know, Massey Ferguson, and it's like, hey uh how would you like to uh you know uh you know pay for a little uh placement here in this movie you know so <laughs> but but uh yeah i mean this is a cool stunt but yeah it is it is rather contrived that this 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 truck is just sitting right just right in the right spot so that jeep with its flaming tire will go up the up the ramp through the through the store and out the other side of the building. Yeah. So I mean, why,
0: why not just have two guys walk by with holding a giant pane of glass or something, you know?
1: <laughs> just uh, like, that's, Superman, that's Superman 3. So that is
0: Superman 3. <laughs> somebody with paint cans or whatever. Uh, so right after that stunt, um, Non looks at uh, General Zod for some approval, which is really sweet. He kind of looks at him with the kind of like, hmm, see what I did? And Zod's just like, yeah, all right, whatever. Uh, he doesn't
1: give it to him. That's what kills me. Right, he no, does... he just looks at him. He doesn't actually say anything. <laughs> it doesn't give him a nod or a little grin or, or anything. It's like, this guy's doing good work, Zod. I mean, I know he's upped his game, obviously, you know, he's, he's really, I mean, like you said, he was could barely burn a hole through the, through the mysterious chicken truck in the middle of the (laughs) road earlier, you know, the poultry truck. So, I mean, now he's, now he's like blowing up Jeeps and I will say one thing though, that stunt though, it shows that Jeep like, turn over it like lands into in like a car lot there's like a a used car lot there and it like lands in that car lot and it flips over hits a car and flips over and it sure looks like i'm sure the driver was a dummy yeah at that point but it looks like that driver would be crushed Mm -hmm. dead but the, we see him get out of the jeep later, and I'm like, "No, dude, there's no way that guy's dead." Yeah, <laughs> I mean, just there's just no way. And, he's and met, hope-
0: the, the guy that climbs out is met by one of the locals with, uh, and he says, "You are rad, buddy," which is another <laughs> again another piece of ADR. It's so clear I, that uh, yeah. this was dubbed in later on.
1: Right, right. Yeah. But yeah, so it. this is a very nice stunt. But yeah, I do feel bad for Non that, that you know, poor guy. He can't, he cannot catch a break no matter what he does.
0: <laughs> yeah, we, we all like to get a little bit of approval here and there. I, I, for once, have never gotten any approval from Shag, you know, over the years. So, I mean, I'm desperate for it, but I, don't, I never get it. So uh, <laughs> so then now the Army uh, approaches uh, Zod and they shoot a the flamethrower at them, and which is clearly animated. It's pretty good. It's a, I think it's a pretty decent animation. I mean, you can tell it's animated. they're not really shooting yeah. flames, and then Zod does the whole blow it in the other direction thing. I don't know if the physics really quite line up that you could direct flame like that, but this is a Superman movie. I'm not going to get too hung up on it.
1: Right, yeah, because it's it's like an actual beam of flame mm. that he like he redirects. And yeah, I was kind of wondering why didn't they just like green screen uh, Terrence Stamp onto the scene with them using a real flamethrower? Maybe I don't. Yeah, I, I, I don't guess know. I guess because it wouldn't have worked to show the it then moving over because he 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 blows it away and then it sits the it sits the the restaurant bar on fire that they were in before. So right. Uh, you know, so the diner or whatever, it sets it on fire. So I guess, I guess that's why they did that.
0: I like the uh, the little we just talked about how uh, Zod didn't give any approval to Nan. He looks really self satisfied because after he sets the place on fire, there's a close up of Terrence Zamp and Terrence Zamp, but he just kind of has got this little grin of like, <laughs> yeah, I did a good thing. And then, and then he walks by Ursa uh, and he gives her like a head nod, and she gives him a look. So these two are kind of like. The mutual admiration society a little bit. The odds, the, the, Nan is the odd man out in this situation because she's she looks at him like, oh, that was pretty cool, and he's like, oh, thank you, my dear, and it's it's all silent, which I really like.
1: Yeah, yeah, I love the look. Yeah, it's just that's such a nice little touch with them. I mean, that's that's another case of of these actors giving these characters more character than what's on. I mean, it might have been in the script that they do that, but they still they they still pull that off and put put across this connection between. Um, You know, I mean, I don't know exactly is is what kind of relationship that Ursa and Zod have. I mean, is it a, you know, are they, you know, are they a couple? Are they, you know, are they a couple plus? She's, you know, she's obviously worships the ground he or the ground he floats above. <laughs> uh, so, so I mean, you know, it's it's kind of you don't really know, but you just know that they're close. And poor Nan is. Uh, you know, he's the he's almost the dog in this situation. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that's actually a
0: yeah, that's a perfect metaphor. He is kind of the dog in this in this scenario. So uh as he sets fire to the place, we see a guy run out and partly on fire, uh, and he's kind of pets himself out. And then we have the reporter talk about you know they destroyed this and he's like, We haven't seen the likes of this since Superman. You're like, oh okay. And then we have a cut to the White House where they're watching this on television and we see uh an as yet unrevealed president uh sitting Mm -hmm. there and his advisors and then there's a guy talking to him who you know is is advising him he's a presidential advisor now funnily enough the name of this actor is michael shannon yeah Uh, not the same michael shannon who played general zod in man of steel but a different a different michael shannon Uh, he has lots of tv british tv credits he was in dark shadows uh, the movie the tim burton movie and he was in sheena Queen of the Jungle, uh, which is from 1984. So, you know, not, not, not the most renowned credit in the world. But basically, he's one of these jobbing British actors. And I'm guessing, again, he was probably dubbed. Again, again I don't know what we hired. All these, the, again, the ADR fees on this movie must have been through the roof. Uh, but then they explain to the, the president. And then the, the advisor even says, you know, where is he? Where's Superman? And then we have to cut back to the army uh, trying once again to just de- defeat these guys, which they're they're gonna, they're gonna have to learn. It's
1: none of this is gonna work, right? I, just real quick, back with the with the White House scene, we hear that General Mahdi there, the uh, the, the <laughs> reporter is telling the wor- world and the Phantom Zoners that there are gunships on their way, helicopter gunships. So, I mean, these guys have super hearing, folks. I mean, you know, it's like you might not want to tell them that, hey, look, what's <laughs> there's gonna be some helicopters coming in here soon, and uh, you know, uh, one thing I did notice is like, I, I, I know we're used to you know big screen TVs and stuff nowadays, but is it just me or does the White House have a pretty ratty TV in the Oval Office? I mean, that doesn't—that's not a very impressive TV set for the Oval Office. I think our TV set in 1980 looked better than that. Yeah,
0: <laughs> it's not. It's the. I, yeah, it's not a great. It's not as deluxe as you would imagine the White House to have. Yeah,
1: right for sure yeah I mean I, yeah I don't I don't know if it's like you know I don't know it's was it the uh, oil crisis before why they had to buy a cheap tv I don't know but <laughs> I don't know but it's it's uh yeah it's, it just jumped of me it's like that's not a very it's not a very big screen and I mean like I said I know this is not this is not now where you got you know a 46 inch screen standard or whatever you know but this is it's still kind of I don't know it's just like it's kind of a ratty TV.
0: <laughs> it's even weirder when you consider that as far as I know, the Superman movies had a deal with RCA television because there's, there, there's that scene in the first movie where they yeah. go and they go to the – they look the the TV store window and there's like all those monitors. That's actually the scene with Richard Donner in the movie because mm-hmm. uh, they, they had an endorsement deal with RCA television. So I don't know whether that was not valid for Superman 2 but you would think that if they did, RCA would have provided like the most top-of-the-line set. Imaginable for the White House, so yeah, I yeah know, that's a good question
1: <laughs> who knows It's like an old prop they just had on the on Panwood set somewhere and dragged it in I guess yeah, maybe so, yeah. <laughs> uh, so
0: again we go, we're back in uh, back in the, the small town and they're trying to bomb, attack the villains now i i the bit where they fire the missile at non and he catches it, which is great that's a nice effect, where he catches it in midair, and then he breaks it now again, I don't, I don't, you know, we're here to overanalyze this movie, uh, but at the same way, so he, he breaks, he breaks it in two. Wouldn't that thing explode
1: if you broke a missile in half? aren't those things kind of volatile? Isn't that the whole point? Uh, yeah, you know, I, I guess he doesn't break like the warhead at the end of it. Uh, maybe that's what it is. Or whatever uh, you, you know call what? it.
0: Maybe you're right. Yeah. He it's breaks really the warhead the right, that has the, the, the dangerous part,
1: I guess. Right. The, the, whatever the T whatever's in there, the TNT or whatever's in it. But he, he, uh, he he breaks the, the stem of it, you know, the the shaft. He breaks yeah. the shaft. So maybe I thought the same thing, but I mean like if he had grabbed it by the bulb and squeezed it, yeah, it should have blown up in his hand. Of course it still wouldn't have hurt him, but right. which would would have been a cool effect. But yeah. uh, you know, yeah, but I yeah, that that's always whenever the the character, you know, it's almost a cliche now that, you know, like you know, like somebody shoots an arrow at Batman and he catches it, you know, or something mm-hmm. like that. You know, it's a but but here it's it's pretty cool. But what what before but right before that when we see the soldiers just like shooting machine guns at them, they're like – they're like in front of a store and there's like a car there and there's all these baskets and stuff. There's this little weird purple mannequin slash dress form that's like a tiny – almost like like for a, a small child but it's got like a girdle on it and, and this guy has got his machine gun propped up against it. And I'm like, again, what kind of town is this? Is this <laughs> – <laughs> did, they, did they pull this from inside the store to use as a prop for a machine gun, or was it sitting out in front of the store before? All this stuff looks like it was just there, you know. Yeah, it's kind know.
0: of a it is a random item to see because it's got like yeah, it's got like a girdle on, it and you see the garters. Yeah, it's yeah, yeah, it is that is a weird. And then and the and the other soldier uses like the little uh, little coin operated ride. As yeah. uh, as a thing for his gun, that little thing that they have in front of supermarkets, I guess, still to this day. So yeah, this is all kind of like a bunch of random objects, it seems like. By the way, do you notice that behind that soldier you see the copper tone uh billboard? And is I think I don't think I don't think it has a hole in it. Am I wrong? Am I seeing this wrong? It doesn't look oh. like there's a hole.
1: Oh wow. No, I didn't catch that. Yeah. Oh, that's a mistake then. <laughs> so <laughs> to <Continuity> gap. <laughs> There you go. Yeah.
0: <laughs> so I, I like when the guy that fires the missile, the other guy pats the guy on the head. Yeah. It's kind yeah. of like real reassuring. You're, you you do a good job. You'll do fine. And then of course nothing. Ha- and then we cut back to them uh, as they're look watching on do this, and they're just like, what the hell? How the hell did he do that again? And then then we then the helicopter comes in as the aforementioned uh, helicopter scene, and uh, the, the the villains take care of the helicopter. Now, again, I know. I have to stop apologizing because we're here to analyze this movie. But, I mean, the, so the helicopter fires at Zod a bunch of times. We see clearly that the missiles or whatever they're firing are not hitting Zod. They're hitting the ground. They're hitting mm-hmm. around him. And then you hear this ADR saying, like, basically we fired a bunch of stuff and nothing, nothing worked. Well, you never actually hit him. What do you, <laughs> like, why did you think that would work? You didn't actually make contact with him.
1: Yeah, I, I don't know if we're supposed to just think that it hit him and that's just how they, they, they could show that it's, stuff's blowing up around him. But uh, it's kind of like when Batman fires on the Joker from the Batwing in, in Batman yeah, yeah, And. Yeah, 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 exactly. <laughs> Come and get me, you son of a bitch. You know, yeah. I mean, it's just, you know, I mean, it it it, 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 but Batman's got the damn bullseye on him and hits all the way around And It's like, dude, you've got to check the sights on that Batwing. I mean, it's just, you know. Yeah. <laughs> but, but I do the, the, the effect of all the, the, the you know, the, the earth blowing up around, I, I don't think that's Terrence Stamp. I looked real close and the guy looks a little bulkier than Terrence Stamp when it's, cause it's from a distance when that, it's blowing up around him. I don't think that's him, but uh, I mean, from afar, it looks it, it looks enough like him. It's not like oh god, obvious stuntman, but um, but yeah, that's a really cool effect. And then when Ursa, that is definitely Sarah Douglas, obviously oh, yeah. walking through that debris and the yep. poor the poor woman with her eyelashes fluttering ninety miles a minute, you know, as she tries to keep that stuff out of her eyes. Yeah, there's clearly
0: a bunch of crap flying around and getting in her face. Yeah.
1: Yeah, I mean that that's, that's got to be a fairly dangerous stunt. I mean, you get something in your eye and and you could blind you or or cause an infection or you know. I mean, it's it's another one of those things where, I mean, you know, like uh, William Shatner famously has tinnitus in his you know ringing in his ear from uh, the episode Arena cause, uh like a Star Trek episode Arena because an explosion went off right next to his head. You know, and it was a you know it was a safe explosion on set, but it still went off near near him, and that's why he's got it to this day. So I mean, these type of things can can mess you up. <laughs> you know, I, like I it, never heard that story. Yeah, yeah, that's I mean, you know, when the when the Gorn are like bombing the at the beginning of the episode, I mean, it's like they're running through that. It's a really cool uh, scene, especially for Star Trek back then. But it's like there's all these explosions going off, and one apparently went off. Way too close to to Shatner's head. So, yeah, yeah that's um, so. I mean, that these type of things are are uh, you know they're, they're they're potentially dangerous. So, I'm impressed that she was willing to do that. But it's like mm, maybe she shouldn't have <laughs> commitment
0: to her art. I appreciate that. So, uh, yeah. we then cut back to we watch uh, the, the the deputy as he's got his, he's in front of a car and he's got his crunch down. Now, if you look behind him. Uh, he's in front of a movie theater, and there are several movie posters uh, hanging up on the wall. And I'm not looking at this film on the eight to 4K Blu-ray that we have, or that I we both have that, right? Yeah, because we both got copies of that one, the the Blu-ray version. Mm-hmm. Um, so the one I'm looking is a little fuzzy, and I was trying to make out the movie posters. And the only two I could, the, I see five posters, and the only two I could really make out is there's Cheech and Chong's Up in Smoke. <laughs> And, appropriate, uh, that's appropriate. And, uh, Yeah. And uh, Warren Beatty and Heaven Can Wait. Uh, those are the two I can make out. And that, that's funny because Heaven Can Wait came out in, I think, 78. So uh, that I mean, that's, you know, showing you when they were making this movie that it was. Of course, this could be a second run theater and it's, you know, a little bit of an older film. There's there's three other posters, but I can't quite. They're just too fuzzy. I can't quite make them out. But uh, so, yeah, that that's what was playing in uh, Houston, Iowa at the time during this attack.
1: Oh, there you go. Yeah, I, I hadn't I hadn't noticed that good eye. Yeah. I noticed the sign that says we serve, you save. And the we serve's kind of kind of a funny one that they keep standing in front of that. Yeah, I see yep. the posters now. Yep. Yeah, yep, yep, yep. Okay. So. That's cool. Yeah. Yeah. yeah.
0: I, love, I love all that stuff. So then uh, we have Ursa and she looks delighted. Uh she's just like, she just like, they need machines to fly. She's just just enjoying the living hell out of this. And then Zod once again uses a phrase that's an earth. Uh, colloquialism that I wonder how the Kryptonians know because he says blow them a kiss and that's obviously a phrase that we're familiar with but how do the Kryptonians know about it? I mean, I guess, I guess maybe they study Earth. Uh, you know, maybe that's where uh, Jor-El got all that stuff to put in the missile, put in the, the ship to teach mm. galel I mean, maybe there's all this stuff but I mean, I always wonder how they're so familiar with human language so quickly. They've only been on this planet for like about half a day.
1: Speaking of which, they're like, She says, look, they need machines to fly. Well, you did too until about, you know, (laughs) a couple hours ago by your time, you know, I mean a few hours ago because you couldn't fly on your own on Krypton. You had to have spaceships to leave the planet. So I don't know what other kind of flying vehicles they had. We never saw them on Krypton. And this version of Krypton, most other versions, we see little ships flying around like flying cars and 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 things like that. So it's like, yeah, Kryptonians can't fly either if they're under their own red sun. <laughs> so hmm, that's kind of an interesting, you know. So uh, that, maybe that, they,
0: that's yeah. the past, Chris. They're they're only worried about how they are now that they have their powers.
1: Uh, okay. Well, and maybe they just assume when they got to Earth, everybody else could fly too, and then they figured out, oh no, they can't. You know. Mm-hmm. So maybe that maybe that's what it meant. Yeah. So, I don't so know. she but. she blows
0: the helicopter and it crashes into uh, this house. And as far as I can tell. That's not a miniature. That doesn't look like a miniature. That looks like a real helicopter that they slammed into a house. And then there's a separate cutaway where the, the this place explodes. But I don't know. I mean this – this, I think that looks real. I don't believe that's a miniature. Did you take
1: a look at that? I thought that – I think this – of course we see scenes of the helicopter – that it's clearly a real helicopter. There's people moving inside it that are obviously like, they're not like a little model that's right. they've animated or anything, but then it cuts when she really starts blowing it around. I think that's a model because it, it almost looks like it's literally bouncing on a string for just a second mm-hmm. there. Uh, and, and then when it goes into the the house slash barn, whatever it is, the shack, I, I don't know it, it, if it is a miniature, it's a, that part's really, really convincing. Uh, I can't decide. I was trying to decide—is that a miniature or not? Because I'm thinking, would they really crash a big helicopter into a into a, a barn like that? But maybe they would have. I don't know. It just—it uh, I'm, I'm thinking that probably is a. That's a really well done miniature, but I, it could it could be real. I don't know. But either way, great effect. Yeah, it looks it looks seamless. However yeah. they did it, yeah, yeah, yeah. So and man, Ursa gives a big toothy grin. Oh, that. she's <laughs> enjoying
0: this. She's, those guys are roasted alive, and she is just great. And then Zod finishes uh, ends it with uh, "I win, I always win," which you know I don't know. Is there a lot of evidence of that so far? I mean, again, like you just said with the flying thing, they're really reveling in their victories of the last half day. But I mean, consider that, uh, you know, you were banished to the Phantom Zone by jor for many, many decades. I don't know if I would be going around crowing about, you know, I always win and there's no one to even challenge me. Like, he is, I mean, again, Terrence Stamp, man, just chewing the scenery left and right, which is fantastic.
1: Yeah, I always win, except for that one time. Yeah, we <laughs> right. So, so the Phantom Zone. But other than that, I always yeah.
0: win. Except the, 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 the time the- I walked <laughs> into that trap and I got put in a put in a jail for... Half, a, you know, half an eon or whatever it was. Oh, but, yeah, right. okay, Zod, whatever. Nobody else, you know, Earth is not going to contradict him, and no one else knows any better, so it's
1: fine. Right, 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 yeah.
0: <laughs> so he, he asks, is there no one on Earth to even challenge me? And that's when we do the hard cut to the Fortress of Solitude, where Superman and Lois are having their date. And, look, I know that's the plot of the movie, uh, but sh- Superman really needs to have an alarm system here. He really needs to have something that alerts him, to some sort of trouble. And I don't know how you feel about this. We we, we endeavor not to be too critical of, of any of these movies because we love them and we're, that's why we're here to talk about them. But it I don't – and it didn't bother me as a kid. But as I watch it now, I don't know. It's like does this whole thing make Superman look kind of dumb that he can't – that he's just so out of it that while the world is blowing up, he's busy with his girlfriend? Like it just makes him look to me just – come on. Yeah, he should know about this. Come on, man.
1: Well, yeah, not only should he know about it, but the decisions he's gonna make in the next few minutes, mm. uh we're gonna to have to discuss that yeah. because <laughs> yeah. from a from a modern perspective, you're like, What the hell were you thinking? Yeah. Uh so yeah. uh yeah, I I yeah, I agree. It's like where's the trouble alert? You yeah, know? right, yeah, exactly. <laughs> he, he should have had one installed at the fortress too, yeah, you know. Doesn't I he mean... have
0: something to tell him that there's trouble? And does he rely entirely on his hearing? Uh, you know, it's just, and I don't know. It's weird. And also, champagne? Really? Like, aren't they? I don't know. Like, that seems like a weird d- 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 thing to give her. I don't know. They could have a lot, like, how about. I mean, I can't tell when this is. Ha- I mean, it's not in the evening. Well, we we don't really know when this is happening, but it, I don't know. The champagne just feels like a weird choice to make <laughs> on a first date with your girl. I don't know, maybe I don't know what I'm doing, but that yeah. feels like a
1: weird. Uh, maybe wine.
0: Uh, the champagne just feels strange.
1: Yeah, the champagne is a little weird. I, I do like though that I, I don't know how this works, but he he's able to squeeze the bottle just enough to pop the cork without shattering that, the glass. Without yeah. shattering the glass, so it's like precise muscle control, you I guess know. So. I guess. Yeah. But uh, yeah, so and we see the souffle on the table. Yeah, the, the, the that's in the the cut scene, right where they make the souffle with heat vision. Yeah, uh, yeah. it. So so it's, it's sitting there on the table, which that was in. It's a deleted scene, I think, on the current DVDs and Blu-rays, and it was in the ABC extended TV cut, which uh, I wonder if that will ever surface. That's a weird cut of that mm-hmm. movie. Uh, there's some weird stuff, especially at the end of that film, that's just like, what? So, yeah. Uh, but, yeah, so, yeah, the, the – the, yeah, the world's burning. Superman's busy making googly eyes literally with Lois. So yeah.
0: And he <laughs> certainly is because, I mean, when she says – about, you know, when he he talks about that he's Clark and he's Superman and she's like, but you are him. It's very confusing. And he's like, not to me it isn't. He yeah. is a smitten kitten. I mean yeah. he is like – he is doing the full court press on her. And I will say with those baby blues, I would find that very hard to, to resist because he's oh, looking yeah. quite fetching.
1: Yeah. This is the part that, that – these are the scenes that made my mom swoon in the theater. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, she, you know, it's a super close-up of Christopher Reeve and those blue eyes. She was just like, yeah, she was done, you know. Uh, But yeah, I I think the conversation's interesting though because Lois is kind of asking the same questions we are about Mm -hmm. the whole Clark Superman dynamic in this movie, you know. And he's like, well, you know, I kind of enjoy it, even though I do make a fool out of myself, you know. Which, uh, you know, it's kind of like it. Okay, this is, you know, this is definitely now we know. From Superman's mouth, that all that fumbling and bumbling is definitely, you know, an act, which we assumed it was, but still. Uh, but I, I think it's funny because when she acts like she's con- says she's confused, he sighs, and I can't tell if he's just slightly annoyed that she doesn't get it or he's kind of, you know, he doesn't really know how to explain it. I don't. I don't know. I don't know which one that is. You could take it either way. You know, it's like
0: I, I took it as a, that he just doesn't know how to explain it. I. I, yeah. I think he's so in love with her that nothing she says is is wrong at this now.
1: Right. That's true. That's true. Yeah. Uh, so speaking of the look, when you know famously um, Lois says, "I'm going to change into something more comfortable," which. <laughs> Which was already a cliche by then because Blazing Saddles spoofed it. I mean, so right. if Blazing Saddles spoofed it, you know, that made her change to something more comfortable. You know, then, you know, then, which when she comes out is not more comfortable. Right, yeah. <laughs> There's an
0: amazing <laughs> contraption that she's put
1: on, yeah. <laughs> oh, man, I love that. We've already talked about that movie, though. We have, yeah, yeah. Uh, on Film and Water, we, Rob and I talked we about did. Blazing we Saddles. Did. Yeah. It's one of my favorite movies. Uh, but, uh, yeah, so, uh, yeah, it, uh, you know, but. So this look on Lois' oh. face, what is this look? Is it dazed anticipation? Is there a hint of fear? Is is she worried about that Man of Steel woman of Kleenex thing? I mean, <laughs> I, 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 I don't know. I don't know what this look is. It's like she's almost like she's scared, you know? It's <laughs> well, I, I mean, he is an
0: alien after all. I mean, we are headed into uncharted territory here. Mm. Uh, and I mean, And if you want to talk looks, after she says that, and then they cut back to Superman, and he does this nod. That is a filthy look. I'm yeah. sorry. That look is like I we I, I, we we really endeavor not to use foul language on the show, but he that look of him is that look that he gives her is like, yeah, I'm gonna be effing you very shortly. Like yeah. that is totally what that is. And I'm like I had never noticed it until now, but I'm like, man, Christopher Reeve is really burning a hole in her. No pun intended, because he's yeah. like. The, that And the nod is so much like, yeah, we are totally going to be having sex. Like, wow. Oh, yeah.
1: This is a this is a children's movie. Yeah. I mean, it's and you can just hear in his head, it's like, bow, chicka, yeah. bow, bow. You know, it's loving. <laughs> mean, I don't know. Yeah. I might have, if I was the director, I might have
0: said, Chris, I think you're giving us like an 11. We need <laughs> like a five. Like, okay, we get it. You know, but I mean, he is just... I mean, it's so funny because he has sort of kept her at arm's length for one and a half movies, and now that they're back at his house, man, he is just like, we're doing this. We are doing yeah.
1: this. Like Whoa. It's on like Donkey Kong, man. It is, you know? man. Wow. <laughs> well, it's – I mean, is Superman a virgin? <laughs> he would have to be, right?
0: Well, I mean, I yeah. guess he he would have had to be, right? He didn't sleep with Lana. I don't think, I don't think
1: really so. Suggested. Yeah, I I mean the only way I, I, by the by the uh uh mechanics of this film what we're going to see in the next segment, yeah, I I don't think uh yeah, I think he would have to be. Although what happens in never mind, in Superman 3 never mind. I'm thinking <laughs> they had the Superman 3 to, but that was the uh, that was the uh, you know, in, evilly influenced Superman. Uh so it's like that wasn't me. Uh you know, that that th- total deniability in that movie. Yeah. Uh, uh but um yeah, I, So, I mean, this is like, you know, the teenage kid that's getting, you know... I mean, he's excited. This is
0: going to happen. I can't believe this he's, is going to happen. Uh, he's, uh, you know, hey, we all, we all remember that moment. <laughs> so I guess he's right. very excited. So, you know, he's been saving the world for a bunch of years. So I guess he's just like, all right, I finally get this thing I want. So thank goodness we cut away from this <laughs> intimate scene to cut back to the Phantom Zone villains back in Houston. And there's that guy in the background still with his hands up. Uh yeah. Which, from like you mentioned, like four episodes
1: ago, that guy's had his hands up this whole time. Well, it's weird because, and we'll get into that next time, but uh, some of the, uh, well, I mean, you can get to it here. Some of the civilians are acting like they're under arrest and then some <laughs> of them are just wandering around. It's like, well, what, so what, you know, as is, is one of them guys say, get up, Benny, what the hell you doing? We ain't under arrest. You know, so, I mean, you know, I mean they got the, they've got the, the soldiers, you know, with their hands on top of their helmets, which I kind of understand. I mean, they're soldiers, but. Like the townspeople, some of them are got their hands in the air, some are on top of their head, like they're, you know, getting ready to be cuffed or something. And then the others are just like wandering around, like, "Well, what the hell's going on? I'm just gonna come in here and get me a can of dip." What, the, what the hell, you know?
0: <laughs> I'm glad you're doing these very cornpone accents because I think it would be offensive if I did them. So I'm glad that you're. You're you're taking the lead on that one.
1: I'm just talking like you know. I'm just I'm just repeating what I heard at local Walmart like you know half an hour ago. So I mean you know it's it's okay. It's okay, people. You know, it's like fair enough. Fair (laughs) enough.
0: I'm guessing that this is Richard Lester's way of of suggesting that you know people react differently to what goes on because obviously we're going to see this writ large in the metropolis scene where some people are focused on what's happening, other people clearly don't care and they just go on with their daily life.
1: Some people just got to get their KFC, man. You know, yeah,
0: exactly. <laughs> exactly. I, I, I need, I need my slaw. You know, I don't care about these guys. So, uh, and so the, these minutes end with Zod uh, explaining how things are going to be running from now on. Where he's like, "You will all be allowed to live if you if you kneel down to me." And that's that's where these minutes end. Of him decide, you know, telling them all what this is, what's going to be happening from now on. So that's the that's the end of these these five minutes. I mean, they're pretty intense stuff. There's a lot of Uh, Missile firing And when Superman and Lois get together There'll be missile firing there too And it's just going to be Sorry, I couldn't help myself So, uh, I don't know Is there anything else you wanted to mention About these these five minutes?
1: I I will say one more thing As Lois walks away And Superman stands up As she leaves the table The big grin he's got on his face That's the last little bit of that That's like, yeah (laughs) He's very excited I, I, I mean, honestly though I think I think Christopher Reeve, like because of what's going to happen in the next segment that we're, and I keep selling this next segment, but that what's going to happen, he needs to sell that Superman is just over the moon. Just he's Twitter painted beyond all imagining, you know, and, and because he's going to do something really stupid. (laughs) So, so he's got to be completely all in to sell that. And I, and so I I think it was actually, I know it's kind of, as we watch this, it's a little like, "Whoa, Superman, calm down, boo. Take a take a cold shower in the fortress yeah, or something, you know." But but at the same time, you know, I he has to be that way, or you're not going to buy what's going to happen next.
0: That's a good so. point. That's a good point. Yeah, we'll talk about that in the next episode. Because yeah, the next episode he makes a
1: woo uh, pulls
0: a, <laughs> pull, pulls a boner. Uh, let's just put it that way. So. Uh,
1: be I'm,
0: uh, I'm sorry. I was just we're, – we're both very filthy this morning. So, okay. Uh, that's going to do it for this episode of Superman Movie Minute. Of course, if you want to leave a comment, go to the website, firewaterpodcast.com and that's where Chris and I have all of our other shows, too many to even mention here. And we're always, uh, of course, talking the Superman movies over on Twitter, which is at SupermanMoveMin. So uh, that's going to do it. So come back next week as the adventure continues with Superman 2 Movie Minute. Bye. Bye. Good afternoon, Mr. President. Sorry I've been away so long. I won't let you down again.